You're listening to Be You with Jackie Moore. officially made it through the first week of school and it was a week but it was a good week. I will say I do miss the days back when I was in school where we started on like a Thursday we kind of eased into it went to school Thursday Friday then had the weekend to like recoup before we really went in for a full week but this year what we're starting to do is like hit the ground running and so we just we just gotta come ready in shape ready to run. But I will say that I'm thankful it's Friday and I'm definitely going to sleep in in the morning. So we are going today to continue talking about love just a little bit. It wasn't necessarily uh, my plan. I was going to go ahead and go to Joy. But after just praying about it, I really felt like I needed to to talk about this in, in 1 Corinthians. And we are going to talk about the love chapter in 1 Corinthians and when I told Brandon, he was like, do you not think that that's like cliche, right? Doesn't everyone do that? I'm like, yes, but I feel like it is used in just one specific way a lot of times. Um, I think it is a good thing to read at your marriage. I think that we had it read at our marriage. Um, honestly, I don't have a good memory. This is why we got married on my birthday so that I would never forget the dates but I'm sure we had it read on our marriage or somewhere posted at some point. So not hating on you if you read 1 Corinthians 13 at your marriage. But it is actually not a marriage passage. It is about love, but you don't just love people in marriage. I think that a lot of times um, married couples are pointed towards it and we, we tend to only look at this whenever we're maybe needing to work on loving our spouse better. And I think that yes and amen, this is a good thing to do. It is good to, to you know, be patient with your spouse and your, to be kind with your spouse or with your family. But this is not necessarily intended just to help you have a good marriage. I think it is actually to help us have a good church, to have be a church that looks like Jesus. We talked about yesterday where Jesus said that he wants us to be known for our love and that people should look at us and see our love. And so this is an outplaying of what that looks like, of what the church is supposed to look like. So I just wanted to to go over this and make sure that everyone knows that you don't have to be married to read 1 Corinthians 13 and put it into play. And if you are married, you don't have to just put it in play with your spouse or your kids. I think that that is, again, a good thing. But I think sometimes um, whenever we we do this only with our spouse or only with our children or our family members, um, for me anyway, it can sometimes be like, well, Brandon, you know, deserves this. Like he, I should love him well because he's my husband and and I do I do want to love him well but I think it's harder sometimes for me to take this verse and apply it to like the random person that is in line in front of me at Walmart at these like speedy self-checkout aisle that has 50 items and I have two 
and I need to hurry. I don't know them. I don't owe them anything. They don't know me. And so it's a lot harder for me to apply this verse, love is patient, in that situation. But I think that God would have us apply it in that situation because he wants us to love everyone at all times. He wants us not just, he wants people not just to look at our marriages and see us love one another well, but he wants us to look at just us and how we love in general. And so I want to read through a little bit of 1 Corinthians 13. If you've never, if you're like, I don't know what the love chapter is. Is this going to get racy? It's not going to get racy. That would be Song of Solomon. I'm not reading that. So if you've got kids in the car, you can listen to this. Um, it's it's going to be clean. Very G-rated. So 1 Corinthians 13, 4 says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not jealous. Love does not brag. And it is not arrogant. It does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. Love does not take into account wrongs that were suffered. It does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but it rejoices in truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. And I think that this passage really shows us the standard for what love is. And when we look at that, it's like, wow, I don't do very many of those things well, like ever. Right, but I think that that is the point. I'll talk about this with our small group a lot. Is that I think that God calls us to be like Him, knowing that we can't do that on our own, so that we have to involve Him. Right? If we could be like Him on our own, we wouldn't need Him, but we do need Him, and this is how He helps us keeping that relationship with Him close. Because we have to involve him. We have to reach out to him and say, God, help me love today. I want to be like you. So I want to be patient today. I want to be kind. I want to love in all of these ways. Um, And so that is my encouragement to you is to pray that the Holy Spirit would would help you. And maybe even sometimes I I was telling someone in my class earlier, you know, how you you get better at something. Sometimes we try to get better at everything all at once, and then we get better at nothing and we get frustrated, right? What I try to do is try to pick like one certain thing and I'll pray about that and try to like become that and help that become part of my default or part of my natural. And so maybe you pick patience. Be careful because, you know, God does answer prayers. It's always funny to to hear people say that they've been praying for patience and then they like run out of gas right on the side of the road or they're stuck in traffic for two hours and then realize, oh, I've been praying for patience. So just a warning that God will, he will answer that prayer and put you in situations where you can grow your patience. But it's worth it. You know, we do want to be patient people. For me, as I was reading over this, the one that stuck out to me was love is not jealous. And so I'm going to, today is part encouragement and part confessional time. So in James, at the end of James 5, it talks about us needing to confess our sins to one another. And that way we can pray for each other and we can encourage one another. And so that is what I'm about to do to everyone that is listening. So feel free to pray for me and um, encourage me along the way. I would really appreciate it. But for me, 
I just got together with some of my really great great friends, um, Bree and Tay and Lauren and, and all their precious little babies. And Lauren just had a birthday. My friend Lauren just had a birthday recently. And you know, I knew this. I told her happy birthday on Instagram. And and we were bringing cupcakes and all this stuff. And I just show up and I'm like ready to go. And when Bree and Tate get there, they both brought gifts for Lauren. Because, of course, it was her birthday. And so immediately I like went back to the comparison, just being honest with you, I never want you to think that I have it all together and that I'm telling you all of this and that you should do it and that I do all this perfectly because I don't. I'm learning to walk like Jesus. And so what I've talked about, about not comparing, I had to like catch myself in that moment or thankfully the Holy Spirit showed me like, Jackie, you're comparing yourself in this moment because I definitely started to beat myself up like, of course, you're supposed to have a gift. And of course I didn't bring a gift because I'm not a good friend and Brie and Tate are really good friends and I'm just never going to be a good friend. And it just started this downward spiral and and there were even started to be hits of jealousy of just like, I'm never going to be like them and, and why do they have to be such good friends? And um, remember, I'm confessing, so Brie, Tate, confessing this to you all. But I don't, if I stayed in that, if I hadn't confessed it, then I couldn't love them. Like if I had not... In that moment, whenever I realized it, given that to the Lord and said, no, God, like I confess this to you. I'm not going to be jealous of them. If I hadn't done that, I would have been living in that jealousy. And eventually it would have been hard for me to love Bree and Tate because love is not jealous. I can't do both things. And so what would have happened if I hadn't given that to the Lord and, and asked him to take that from me and confessed it to him? is eventually that jealousy would have taken root. And then the next time that I saw Brie or Tate, it would have been hard to love them. And I would have started comparing myself to them again. And and that's no way to live. I wasn't I wasn't created to compare myself and try to be Tate or Brie or or Lauren. I was created to be me. And so I can I can look at that, I can learn from that, but I can't love them if I'm jealous. And so I have to give that to God. So my encouragement for you is to just spend some time on your own reading through 1 Corinthians chapter 13, specifically 4 through 7. Um, and it, think about it from your marriage. If that's if that's where the Lord um, convicts you and the Holy Spirit is leading you, then for sure think about that. But really pray through it and ask the Holy Spirit to show you how do you want me to live this out? What does this mean for me? What part of this love thing do I need to work on? And who do I need to work on loving? God will answer. He really will. He is faithful to answer whenever we seek him out. There are multiple scriptures that tell us that. So go into the weekend. Your homework is to pray and ask God to help you to love like him so that you can be who you were created to be.